Hello, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host, and today we are diving into a juicy topic, sacred rage, sacred anger. You might not have ever heard this before, that your anger, your rage is sacred. And you know, I never, I never thought that this was a thing. I never knew about this, honestly, until about a year ago. I had no idea, number one, that I was an angry kid. Number two, I had no idea about the sacredness of anger and the importance of it. And I also had no idea that it was such an important piece of my power. And so I want to dive into what is your sacred rage? Why are people afraid of it? Why do we not talk about it? And ways to express it and get it out of your body. But first, I want to start with a story. And I found myself in a women's transformational weekend. Um, It was specifically about embodiment and movement. And I found myself in this experience with the trainer in this big circle of women where it was myself and the trainer. And I was pissed. I was angry. I had so many people telling me that I was going to love this weekend because I was a dancer and a mover. And this weekend really was about a movement and embodiment, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I hated the fact that so many people told me I was going to love this when in actuality, I had a very challenging time. I was still coming out of my depression after ending my dance career. I was still very much not connected to my body. I did not want to be told to move or dance or do any of those things. And I had so much anger boiling up inside of me. I also was angry because I felt like all of these people had this expectation that I was going to love this. And I was like, fuck that. I hate this. So I'm come face to face with this trainer and I essentially like blackout. Like I don't fully even remember what I said or what I did, but afterwards I was talking to her and she, she thanked me and said, thank you for showing me that rage is sacred, that anger is sacred. And even this trainer who had been doing this work for 20 years, hadn't seen it in that way until I somehow expressed it in some way. And I don't don't even know what happened, but what I discovered as I really sat with this and moved through this and, and really decided to dive into more of these pieces of me is that rage and anger are not spaces that it's technically like safe, quote unquote, or acceptable, quote unquote, for women to experience. We've seen angry men and that's like, it shows their masculinity, quote unquote. We've seen men get pissed. We see that. And that's somehow socially acceptable, but to see a woman in anger, in rage, um, our society doesn't accept it. Our society thinks it's more acceptable for women to cry. Um, and even some people will say, oh, don't cry. You're more pretty when you smile or it's okay. Crying's not going to fix anything. So when women in general show any emotion other than happiness or sensuality or beauty, our society doesn't quite know what to do with it because we want women to fit in this box, this box of like the, the perfect curated Barbie, right? who has no emotion other than her like plastic smiley face with her eyeshadow and her, her, her claw hands and her weirdly pointed feet. And the truth is we as humans experience a wide variety of emotion and experiences. And we've talked about that on this podcast about how we are one with nature and nature is not all sunshine and rainbows and beautiful days, but nature moves through 
the crazy thunderstorms and the tornadoes and the hurricanes and the days of fog and then the days of light rain and then the beautiful days. And so we, as women, we are humans and we are part of nature. And so for us to think that we are separate from that and we are only one type of nature, it doesn't quite make sense. But when we give ourselves the permission to say, yeah, we are just like mother nature. We are, are these human beings that move through the seasons that move through the winters and the springs and the summers and the falls. And we experience a wide array of emotion. We start to give ourselves permission to be okay, experiencing the highs and the lows. And I want to specifically talk about anger. Um, I think sadness and crying is kind of a a separate topic, but I really want to talk about the rage. And I want you to hear me when I say that your rage is sacred. Society is uncomfortable with powerful women. So you've been taught to put on the happy face and to keep it all together. And I'm going to invite you into, can you be done shoving down your feelings? Can you be fully fucking expressed in all of your power, the love, the excitement, the rage, the sadness, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. And your rage is a part of your power. Your rage is a part of your power. And when you do not access that, when you stuff it down, then you are also stuffing down a part of you and a part of your power. So you probably have heard this phrase, feel it to heal it, but I'm going to invite us into heal it feel it and harness it, experience it, channel it and express it to no more dimming your power. We get to let it out because when we have dis-ease in the body, it turns into disease. It turns into um, hurt muscles and disease and cancers and anxiety and depression. It turns into these things when really we have the ability to express and to get this shit out of your body but you weren't taught how to. And so today I really want to talk about how to express these things and get them out of your body. Now, another funny side story is I I went through a different personal development program and I found this like anger inside of me. And I was like, Oh my God, I had no idea I was angry. And I was talking to my sister and I'm like, yeah, this is what I discovered about myself this weekend. And she started laughing at me and she was like, Sam, of course you were an angry kid. She's like, don't you remember yourself as a teenager? You were listening to the crazy screamo music. You were, you know, angry. You were wearing these clothes that had this armor around you. You were like misunderstood and you were angry about it. And I had that moment of like, holy shit, everyone outside of me saw this anger, but I didn't see it within myself. And so it's really interesting when we have these other humans in our lives that hold up mirrors for us to go, oh, wow, like that's, that was really how I was experiencing my life. So once I started tapping into this, like first I I giggled and I laughed. I'm like, oh yeah. So any woman who says that she's not angry, I'm like, girl, we got to take a real hard look at ourselves in the mirror. I guarantee you there is something or many things that have happened in your life that have triggered anger, but you either thought it was unsafe to feel it. This, a lot of women have this fear of like, well, what if I tap into it? What if, and then I can't control it. Or you were taught to not even access it. So it's just like not even a part of your um, experience in this life. And so I want to invite you into where and what is stuck in your body that gets to come out. And so I'm going to give you five tools to express and release your rage. And I even want you to think about this as a sacred rage ritual. 
a sacred rage ritual because your anger and your rage is sacred. It's not something to be judged. It's not something that's bad. It's not something that's quote unquote, not ladylike, but in fact, it's an incredibly powerful piece of your power. And when you can access it and when you can learn to harness it and really channel it and use it, then you become fully embodied. But I don't believe that women, we can be fully embodied if we're not accessing all of these facets of ourselves. And these facets are your rage and your anger, your sensuality and your sexuality, your joy and your light and your happiness, your quirkiness, every piece of your body and the way your body moves. Like, I really believe that we have these multi, multi faceted pieces of us. And when we start to call back all pieces of us, the pieces that we've either ignored or we've shoved down, or we've been taught to feel shame around when we call those pieces back, then we begin to experience the full depth of this human life. So let's talk about it. So we know that a lot of things in our lives can be sacred or not, depending on what we bring to it. So I did a reel um, a week or two ago about reverence and bringing reverence to your life. And I share this because we get to bring reverence to your rage rituals and to the way you express your feelings. Now, reverence is not just set aside for churches and holy days. If we actually think about it, a church, a mosque, a synagogue, places of worship are actually just like stones and wood and bricks put together. We bring the reverence. So we put the meaning onto it. So if you can put meaning and reverence onto this place of worship, it means that you can also create reverence in every other area of your life. So the way that you nourish yourself, the way that you move your body, the way that you are in relationship with your partner, you can create these reverent sacred rituals around all of these things so that your life becomes a living ceremony. And what would be possible if you lived your life as a ceremony, as a sacred ritual? So if we take this into the lens of, of rage and anger, we get to create reverence for these practices that are meant to dispel the energy and discharge the energy that's in your body. So when you find yourself feeling angry, first, I want to tap into like, what are the physical sensations you're feeling? Maybe your face gets red. Maybe you start to feel your hands get sweaty. You start to feel your heart beating faster. You might feel a vice on your throat or a tightness in your stomach. You might feel like your body is buzzing and you feel this electricity. So can we find what those physical sensations are first? And then can we realize that these energetic things in your body are asking to be moved? And when we get angry, what a lot of women do is instead of expressing it and getting it out of your body, they actually turn it back on themselves and we implode. So if you think about it, you have all of this energy that's being generated, that's being asked like electricity to be zapped out and sent out of the body. And instead, when we don't express the rage, it turns internally and you implode inside yourself. So if we can start to really start to learn how to discharge the energy outside of the body, can you see how that's going to be really supportive for you and your health, your physical health and your emotional health? So we want to look at what are the physical sensations I'm feeling? And then what is the emotional attachment? What is the story I'm telling myself? What is the interpretation I'm creating around this, 
what are the emotions I am feeling? What are the emotions I'm feeling? And you might feel like I'm seeing red. I am angry. I'm pissed. I'm, I'm, I can't even believe it. I I'm literally flabbergasted. I have no words. I'm insert whatever you're feeling. So I'm feeling, so I feel these sensations. Then it goes into this feeling. What am I feeling? What am I feeling? What am I feeling? And then I want to give you some ideas on how to safely express and release this energy in your body. So number one is primal screaming. And this is exactly what it sounds like. You are going to find that guttural, deep, primal, ancient part of you that comes from like the depths of your gut, the depths of your soul, the depths of your womb, your pelvic floor. And you're going to scream from that place. So it's different than a scream that's like up in your lung space in your high chest. This is a deep guttural deep, deep, deep. I don't know how else to say it, but a deep guttural expression of that energy out through sound. So you're releasing through your voice. And the way to do this is you want to connect to your pelvic floor and your gut to protect your throat, because we don't want it to come from the throat space where you could actually hurt your vocal cords, but we want to find that deepness. And I would like to put my hands on my womb space and like actually feel that energy coming from there. Now, how, how, and where do you do this? If you live in an apartment, if you live in close quarters with family, you might not want to do this inside your house. You might want to go into your car or go to a space where you can be alone. Um, You can also do this screaming into a pillow. So it kind of muffles the sound. If you don't want to scare your neighbors or scare the people that you live with, And what I encourage people to do is to get themselves in the mood. Like if you are like, Hey, I want to go do the sacred ritual, but I'm not actually pissed in this moment. Totally cool. You can create the environment that will allow you to tap into what needs to be released. And what that could look like is doing either a meditation or a journaling practice to dig into what are the things that I'm angry about that I haven't released. You can play music. I find that either like very hard, heavy, angry music is good. Sometimes um, opera or classical can actually emote a lot for you. And so once you've done your journaling or your meditation to really connect with the rage, really connect with the anger, and you're listening to that music, you take a deep breath in and you let that sound out. You can let the sound out on an ah sound, like an ah, or you could yell whatever you need to yell at someone like fuck you or no, or whatever it is that your body's being asked to say. And then you either yell it out into the space or you yell it into the pillow or into like a sweatshirt to muffle it. If you're around other people and you let it rip, you let it rage. I have found that when I do this practice, that it often turns into like a sobbing thing. And and I'd encourage you to like, if it starts to fall into sobbing, to take a deep breath in and yell again. And you want to practice this multiple times. So you're holding that sound, you're extending, and you are really setting the intention. Remember, everything is about intention to release the anger and the rage and the feelings that are stuck in your body from this lifetime, past lifetimes, ancestral healing, and in this current time-space reality across all time-space realities. So you might be doing this healing, not just for you but for your ancestors, for your lineage. And they say that when we do healing, when we in this current lifetime do healing, we access healing for seven generations behind us and seven generations in front of us. 
So if you come from a line of women that have been repressed, hello, that's almost every woman on the planet right now. You are not only healing yourself, but you are healing for the women in your lineage. I literally have goosebumps right now. So this is sacred work. This is sacred, sacred work. This is not just about you yelling because you got pissed off at someone at work or with your partner. This is deep soul ancestral healing when we set that intention. So you're going to rage. You're going to, you're going to let it out and you will probably feel raw. You will probably feel raw afterwards. You will probably cry. You'll need some deep breaths. I'm going to encourage you to breathe during this practice and trust yourself. You get to trust yourself. And this is another thing. This is a really intimate practice with yourself. A lot of women also have a lot of tightness around the throat chakra. They're afraid to say what they want. They're afraid to ask for what they want. They're afraid to set boundaries. And so this primal scream also activates the throat chakra. And so you're activating that part of your body that might not be fully used right now, or it might feel a little dormant. So this can be really intimidating for a lot of women who are not walking around with an open throat chakra. Additionally, it can just feel really tender afterwards. Like you could feel emotionally soft and tender. So be kind to yourself, give yourself some time afterwards. Maybe you journal, maybe you take a shower, a bath, um, and really be kind and gentle. So that's our primal screaming. I want to move into the physical release. So physical rage release practices can be so many things. It can be punching a pillow, like literally physically getting out the anger with punching, of course, punching something that's soft and that's not going to physically harm you. Um, you could go to boxing classes. When I was moving through my divorce, I went to a lot of boxing classes and it's funny because I'll go in and out of boxing, depending on the seasons of my life. Again, we are cyclical beings and what works for you in this season might not work for you in the next season. But for me, going to boxing was a huge, huge space for me to get out a lot of physical rage in a really healthy way. It was also a really safe way because I had people supporting me and my hands were protected <clears throat> and I really learned a lot of technique there. Um, you can also punch the air. You can thrash the air. You can take a pillow and bring it up overhead and slam it down onto a bed, onto the floor. Um, other physical releases are shaking. And this is when you will stand up and you'll shake your entire body. You'll shake your hips. You'll shake your arms. You'll shake your head. You'll shake your face. You'll release through the jaw and you'll literally shake through the entire body with the intention of releasing stuck and stored energy. It also allows the body to return to homeostasis. So shaking is, is actually a little bit different because it allows the body to intuitively move and it releases that fear and trauma and trapped energy. So when we are in that fight, flight, or freeze experience, when something has triggered us and we experience the fight, but in our society, we don't actually fight. All of that energy is then built up in the body, which can turn into that rage. And be, if you are not physically moving through the fight response, it's going to get stuck and you might get stuck in this loop. And so in order to close the loop, doing that physical release of actually fighting, not actually fighting someone, but fighting, AKA punching the air, punching the pillow, shaking the body, it supports the body in coming back to neutral. So the physical release, especially for people, if you go into fight, flight, or freeze, that physical response and movement through the body can really, really support coming back and finding peace 
and neutrality. I will remind you that there's no right way or wrong way. You get to be intuitively guided by your body and what you need. Another physical release that I love that my friend Jess Mendeville um, taught me, she's a death doula and supports people in passing over and supports their families afterwards is um, in their grief practices is breaking things. So a lot of people find satisfaction in breaking things. I'm like, well, Jess, what do you break? And she taught me that you can get a box of pencils and the physical act of breaking the pencils can be incredibly therapeutic to get out the rage. She also talked about breaking plates. Now, in order to do this in a way that is not going to leave your house a mess is if you put the plate inside a a Ziploc bag, and then you throw the bag, you break the plate in that way, then there's not a cleanup issue afterwards. And you're also staying safe. They also have rage rooms, which I personally have not been to, but I'm like, I get to try it because I'm like the rage queen over here, um, teaching it and experiencing it. But you actually go to this space where you can hit things with hammers, you can break things, you can slam things. And it's another beautiful way to physically express the rage and get it out of your body. I also want to tap into crying. Crying helps the nervous system reset. We've been taught that crying is a sign of weakness or um, that it doesn't mean anything or doesn't do anything, but crying actually does support the nervous system. And so crying can be part of your sacred rituals. Crying is so healthy. It's so good. If we also think about tears and the salt water, water is cleansing. Salt water is cleansing. It's why so many people love the ocean. It's why I live at the beach is because I feel deeply connected to salt water. That's why salt water baths are so helpful in neutralizing your energy. So crying is incredibly powerful if you allow it to be. And it's really about that interpretation. In the beginning earlier of of this um, talk, we talked about the um, intention and the story around it. So if I'm seeing crying as a weakness, it's not gonna support me in moving through what I need to move through. But if I see crying as a powerful tool for me to release emotion and find neutral again, it's going to be very supportive. And I also want to speak into, before I get to the next thing, I want to speak into this idea of getting to neutral. So a lot of times in my clients, I see people going from this space of anger, frustration, resentment, sadness, depression, guilt, anxiety, whatever this is, and expecting the work to be, to get them to happy, to joyful, to passionate, to excited. And that is not actually what I teach. What I teach is we get to feel these heavier emotions so that we can get to neutral. Our goal should always be getting back to neutral because from neutral, then it's easier to reach to happiness or joy or passion or excitement. But if I am going from the depths of these heavy feelings and emotions and expressions in my body and expecting me to get to happy, that's a ladder that I think sets you up for not having success. It's too far of a jump. So if you can, and also a lot of people, if they're like, well, if I need to go from sad to happy, it feels impossible. But if I can go from sad to feeling neutral, that's much more doable. So it's that bite-size, um, step-by-step process. So I really encourage you when you are moving through these sacred rage rituals to have the intention to express this out of your body, to find neutral, to find calm, to find clarity, to find peace. And from that space, then we can find expansion. So the next piece on our, our sacred rage rituals is also deep breathing. 
And this is something you can do anywhere. It's also very challenging because when we are in that rage and we are seeing red and we're like, ah, it can be really challenging to come back to the breath. But I want you to notice, even when you're in that space of, of rage and anger and seeing red, what happens to the breath? Generally, it starts to get really shallow, starts to get fast, and we're only breathing from the top lungs. But if you can really get into that deep belly breath, deep inhale, deep exhale, and really releasing the exhale on a sigh, like an ah sound, it's going to stimulate the vagus nerve and get you out of the fight or flight experience. So deep, deep breathing is an incredible tool. And this is also why having a breath practice or a meditation practice or any sort of um, practice that connects you to mindfulness is really important. We get to practice these tools before we are triggered. You get to practice the tools before you are triggered. And this is why I love coaching because you can learn really interesting tools on Instagram. You can learn great tools from a podcast or a book. And it's like, oh, cool. That's interesting. Primal screaming, physical releases, shaking, crying, deep breathing. But until you get into a situation where you are triggered AF and you're like, oh my God, I'm seeing red and I'm so angry and I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to implode or explode and say something or do something that I don't want to do. That is when I find coaching is so, so powerful. Because we can learn these tools, but it's not until we put them into practice that we really begin to see the value of them. And with coaching, it's like we can teach the tools, but then I'm actually there with my clients when they're moving through shit and we get to practice these together. And this is the integration piece. It doesn't matter how many podcasts you listen to, how many books you listen to, how many meditations you do. If you're not actually open to growth from an energetic and spiritual standpoint, and if you're not actually going to practice them and put this into practice, it's not, it doesn't matter. You could read 8 million books and have a really shitty life, or you could be someone who's never read a single book, never listened to a single podcast, but is open to learning and open to experiencing happiness and peace and wanting to shift. And, and that person could experience massive shifts in their life. So this really is about taking all the information and doing something with it, actually putting it into practice. Ooh, yeah. So my friends, I want to remind you that your rage is not a weakness. It's not a weakness. When you learn to express it, to discharge it, to dispel it from your body and then harness it, it can actually be the key to your power. And when I say the key to your power, I, I, I want to explain this idea that if you have the ability to tap into this wide array, this wide range of feelings and emotions and expressions in the body, it also shows you your ability to experience the high and the positive emotions. So I don't know who posted this, but I saw this um, incredible meme a, like a month or two ago. And the guy was talking about um, how, you know, on a, on a, heart rate monitor, when you're at the hospital and you see the lines going up and the down and the up and the down, that's the heartbeat, the ups and the downs. We are going to feel the ups and the downs. That is part of life. But if we just don't want to feel anything, we don't want to feel the rage. We don't want to feel the anger. We don't want to feel the sadness. We don't want to feel the depression. We're basically asking that heart rate monitor to flatline. And then what kind of life is that? 
it's not a life. But when we can get into the practice of feeling the lows, knowing that if we can feel the lows, then we can also feel the highs. We can feel this full expansion. It's that Newton's law, right? Of for every action, there's a um, inverse happening as well. If we can really tap into the rage and the frustration and the anger and allow it to be expressed, it gives more space for you to experience the light and the joy and the happiness and all of the emotions that we generally as humans are seeking. So when you give yourself permission to feel every piece of your human existence, it's going to expand the richness of your life. So I would love to know what are your questions on this? What do you want to know more of? What needs clarification? How can I support you in this? I feel like rage Anger, frustration, and expressing it is something I am super, super called to talk about. And especially with my work in the body and movement, um, I find that these physical practices are things that we are not taught and that every woman should have in their tool belt. So please send me a DM on Instagram at Samantha Joe Harvey. Please let me know how I can support you in these sacred rage rituals and what you want to know more of because. I feel like the more we know, the more we can expand and the more we can be permission for the other women in our lives to live the lives that they are worthy of living. So my friends, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.